did this ourselves. They're coming. It can't be. Where is everyone? Hey, survivors. This is Makeshift, and you're listening to the Apocalypse Postcast, a podcast. Um, I'm recording for the first time, not in my home. And uh, to be quite honest, I'm not uh, in a studio. I'm not even really improving my recording situation whatsoever. I am in a hotel room. I, uh, I've accepted a job uh, that has taken me out of state, and um, it's going to be going on for quite a while. I'm going to try to do my best to keep this podcast going. No, let me, let me, let me rephrase that. We're not going to keep it going. I'm just going to try to keep it. No, hold on. Back up. It's obviously going to keep going. I just don't know how often I'm going to be able to post. I'm going to do my best to stay on track. But to be quite honest, this job, uh, you know, I'm a filmmaker. Um, I'm actually doing a TV job. Uh, It's a reality show. I can't tell you what it is. But um, it's going to keep me busy for 12 hours a day, five days a week. And on those days off, some of them I actually have to head home, which is about a two and a half hour drive to get things done. So um, I won't quite have the same amount of free time that I'm used to. However, I'm not going to let that stop me. I still have plenty of things I can do from here. I still have several people that I've talked to about doing some episodes that I just need to schedule. But scheduling, I don't know my schedule anymore until like a week before and not even like a few days before. The week starts. I'll get my schedule. Uh, man, it, it, it kind of feels like back in the day waiting tables where they were like, oh, by the way, here's your schedule for the week. Sorry we didn't, you, sorry we didn't let, you, let you know anything about it ahead of time, but here you go. Oh, and if you can't come, you're fired, <laughs> which is pretty much um, my situation now. If I can't show up, that would be a bad thing. So anyway, like I said, the show will go on. I'm going to keep things coming. Hopefully, as often as it's been coming, which is once a week since, what, February? I And I'm so glad you guys have been on this journey with me. But um, and, and, and sometimes it may be two weeks. Uh, and I don't know. Depending on how things go, it could be longer, to be quite honest. I don't know. But don't worry, because it won't be forever. And we're going to get back on track. Um, also, I've, I've been thinking about this, too, is... You know, the, the, my YouTube channel, even though I'm, I'm also hosting this podcast on the YouTube channel, the, the video side of the YouTube channel has been a bit neglected. Uh, and there's a couple reasons for that. One, I'm really enjoying doing this podcast. I think it's such a blast and it's, it's such a great way to keep this content going. Um, that is, to be frank, well, my name is Makeshift, but... I'll pretend I'm Frank. Bad jokes, man. Just stop. (laughs) To be honest, um, it's a little bit easier to produce an audio-only podcast versus a video documentary or video-hosted content because the setup's a lot easier. Um, I don't necessarily necessarily need to get in costume. (laughs) Although, I've tried to do a couple video podcasts um, where we actually record off our webcams and man, they are tough to do when, when quarantine is officially over and I can actually have people in the same room as me, I might try that again, but so far the quality is just not there. I don't, I just don't think I'm going to do it. Um, and, and that there's several reasons for that. One of them is, you know, I've got some people on the show 
that if I try to record them audio only, their internet is fine, but as soon as we turn on video, it crashes, because you do need some bandwidth, right? And um, speaking of bandwidth, this is all about my bandwidth, and I'm being, I'm being pulled a little thin right now, so bear with me. We're going to keep things going, and uh, that's it. But I want to get into today's episode, and this is something I've wanted to do for quite a while, and um, I'm going to try it today. I'm not exactly sure how this is going to go, but... Back in 2011 was my favorite wasteland, not my favorite, (laughs) 2011 was my first wasteland. It was my favorite at the time. It's not my favorite anymore. It's gotten so much better. But after 2011, I had my first batch of footage and I reached out to Jared that spring of 2012, so the spring after my first event, and I said, hey, I've got all this footage. Um, You've got a lot of people asking questions about Wasteland. We have a lot to teach these people. What if we made a series called How to Survive the Apocalypse at Wasteland Weekend, and we just gave people a lot more information about the event, what to expect, and how they can prepare? Because the spring is usually when everyone starts preparing for Wasteland, including Wasteland. And by the way, they are already hard at work. Um, They are doing a vaccine mandatory work day. Uh, I think they did the first one just this past week. Uh, By the time you hear this, it'll be a couple weeks ago. But but yeah, they are at work and they are getting things done. I know a lot of tribes are already at work getting things done. So uh, yeah, it's a, a few months before Wasteland, things start to kick up. And I said, Jared, listen, let's do this thing. And he said, okay, cool, I'll, I'll even help you out. Um, so I started sending him scripts, um, you know, just some ideas I had. He helped to like make sure everything was right because I was getting a lot of things wrong and I'm still getting a lot of things wrong. I'll probably get things wrong today. Um, so bear with me and of course, Go to wastelandweekend.com and all the best information is there. Although, quite honestly, the the website maybe sometimes lags behind a little bit. However, um, the Facebook page is a great place to get information. You can go to Wastelander Central on Facebook. Um, also, there's a there's an event page, Wasteland Weekend, at on Facebook. Uh, and then there's like a whole slew of other Facebook pages that you can go to. There's basic training. There's like wasteland your car there's all sorts of cool stuff on there um there's uh, wasteland tribe missions is another page some of these are official some of them aren't wastelander central is definitely official and um wasteland basic training is definitely official so if you have any questions go into one of those two sites if you're kind of new to wasteland maybe wastelander central is the way to go because you're probably asking questions that have been asked a million times before um then there's nothing wrong with that but you'll find um a better response to your questions on basic training than you will Wasteland or Central. Central is a little bit more of like a general announcement page or a here's what I'm working on page or um, hey, check out this really cool, uh, uh, I don't know, music video or something that inspired me this week. Um, So it's a little bit more of like the community page. So yeah, check out those two pages. Anyway, uh, I'll link them below if I remember uh, in the show notes. And, um, man, I'm getting thirsty. Hold on. I'm going to crack this open. We got a long show to go. Um, by the way, this is, um, I found this, this brewery, 
uh, called Rheingeist, R-H-I-N-E-G-E-I-S-T. Uh, I think they're out of Kentucky, no, Cincinnati, Ohio. And um, this might seem a little, seem a little frou-frou for Wasteland, um, but this beer is called Bubbles Rosé Ale. And uh, don't, don't judge me, don't judge me. This is fucking awesome. This is a great beer. Every time I bring like a six pack of these to a party, I'll make, I'll make people try them. And by the way, um, just real quick, obviously I'm not sponsored by Rheingeist. <laughs> I know I might make this sound a little bit like, you know, an impromptu commercial. Like Ryan Geist is like, hey, uh, we'll sponsor your episode if um, if you talk about our beer for 35 seconds. <laughs> We're not doing that. I'm just legitimately excited about this um, because I love uh, ciders. I love sour beers. And this is kind of a mix between the two. But it's also, if, you, if there's someone in your life that doesn't like drinking beer, uh, but they're like a wine drinker or a, or a champagne drinker, this kind of is in the middle of all of these. So it doesn't have a beer taste. It's not like a lager. It's not like an IPA at all. Um, but it definitely tastes like like a wine meets a cider meets a sour ale. And it's fantastic. Anyway, that's what I'm drinking tonight. Uh, try it if you can. If it's local, uh, I don't know how far it's going, but um, Rheingeist, check them out. Anyway, so Jared approved. We started writing and um, we decided to put together, I think, six episodes of this thing, kind of like talking about all the different wasteland things. And here's what I want to do. I want to watch them today. And I haven't seen them in a long time. Um, I want to watch them today. So I'll watch you listen, or I guess on, on the YouTube, you'll be able to watch them too. And I'm going to see, I'm going to kind of comment on, on, you know, what, how they're looking, how they're holding up, uh, how the information is holding up and basically just see you know, if there's any updates I can do, or um, maybe this episode is just a great way to let everybody hear all of them so that you can get ready for Wasteland coming up in September. Well, survivors, let's jump into it right after this quick break where I hawk my things. Hey, survivors, if you want to help support the Apocalypse Post and get some rad merch in exchange, head over to theapocalypsepost.square.site, where you can pick up some patches, postcards, or our newest edition, a set of guitar picks. Or get yourself a limited edition Apocabob pin. This little man is showing the world that all it takes to survive the end times is a gas mask and a dream of, well, just staying alive. And speaking of which, um... I have some new things going up in the store uh, soon. <laughs> I don't know when I can do it, though. I just ordered like a bunch of hats, some Apocalypse Post hats. Uh, I haven't been able to put them in the store yet, uh, but they're going to be there soon. At, I hope at some point because they're just kind of sitting uh, in my house waiting for someone to buy them, but they're not in the store yet. Anyway, I, I got them in a few weeks ago. They look so freaking awesome. Um, I've been wearing a couple different styles around the house. One of them is just a quick, like a tiny little Apocabob. And he's, he's on like this military style hat. And then of course I've got some ball caps with like the Apocalypse Post logo on it, that kind of thing. Anyway, um, keep an eye on the store because those are going to be popping up. And um, it, it's such a great way for you guys to help me produce this show is by buying some of this stuff. Um, you know, it's it's all, I design it all, uh, so it's all original for you guys. I'm not selling anything that anyone else has made, 
yet at least. <laughs> and I'm not the best designer. So the fact that you guys get behind this stuff is kind of awesome. Um, but it, it, it definitely, it really helps. And uh, let me tell you, I'm so excited every time an order comes in, um, even if it's just like for a couple patches or, or if someone just wants a sticker, uh, it's, it's so rewarding to me that you guys are willing to buy my things. Um, it's just kind of fun. And I didn't know anyone was going to be interested in it when I started. Uh, but I just threw a couple things up there. And I think the, the like United States, the, the burning States of America, my map, which that showed all the festivals, um, people love it. And I, well, it, it came out pretty good. I'm, I'm proud of that one. I think it's kind of fun, but people share that the image Anytime people ask about like what other festivals there are in the country, because it does actually take quite a bit of research to find out. And a lot of people that run events don't put out all the best information. Their websites aren't quite there. So I actually have to reach out to everybody and get the skinny on, you know, what's happening, how many people show up, um, where can people find more information, all that good stuff. So putting together that map was kind of fun. And it, it is due for, for an update, but for now, the map is pretty close to correct still. I think the next one probably won't be an update to that map. It's probably going to be like a worldwide map because I do want to include all the other events around the world, which kind of got neglected because I did United States only. Anyway, let's move on because I've been rambling for way too long. So the first thing I'm going to do is we're going to drop in episode one of... Oops, I can't move it while I'm recording. We're going to drop in episode one of How to Survive the Apocalypse at Wasteland Weekend. Again, this came out in 2012. I haven't listened to it since. Yes, of course I have. But I haven't listened to it in quite a while. Um, so let's all kind of listen to it. And um, I will do an update and reaction right after. Here we go. Hi, my name is Sickle. And this is How to Survive the Apocalypse at Wasteland Weekend. <laughs> Wasteland Weekend is a post-apocalyptic themed camping festival that takes place in the Southern California desert just two hours north of Los Angeles. It's unlike any experience you've ever had. It's similar to other events like Burning Man and Coachella, except here, it's all about the apocalypse, baby. Once you're in the 100% themed area, it looks and feels like you're in the post-apocalypse. Living in a remote outpost, surrounded by modified vehicles, and hundreds of your fellow wastelanders. You'll meet a lot of great people too, even though some of them can look pretty strange or intimidating. Check out the next few videos that go over some of the specifics of the event that just might help you survive the apocalypse at Wasteland Weekend. Costumes. Everybody needs one. Camping. If you don't bring it, it isn't there. Food, entertainment, and more. Tribes. Those who work together, survive together. Volunteering. Ways to get more involved and get a free ticket. And finally, what's new? Taking Wasteland Weekend to the next level. Thanks for checking out Wasteland Weekend. You can find out more information and buy tickets at wastelandweekend.com. Oh man, it has been way too long since I've seen that one. Uh, that one is, of course, starring Sickle, uh, better known in the waste as Rosie. Uh, she is an absolute lovely human being, um, and I'm so glad I got to shoot with her on this one. And um, I also forgot that my good buddy, Ivan Ruiz Serrano, 
who lives in Spain, actually did the music for these, which is pretty awesome. Uh, we had a really good working relationship uh, for quite a while. He actually did all the music on my my um, web series called Alpha Planet. Uh, did some absolutely fantastic work creating incredible um, musical background to go with that storyline. And if you haven't seen my web series, by the way, uh, and you want to see me at my rawest filmmaker form, uh, just look it up on YouTube. It's called Alpha Planet, and I believe you'll find it under the account RenRobot, R-E-N-R-O-B-O-T. And you'll get a chance to see some of my earliest filmmaking. Uh, and I'll tell that story another time. Actually, I think I did in my very first episode of this podcast. I told a little bit about uh, about Alpha Planet. So anyway, um, back to this. So um, this one is just an overview. It talks about Wasteland Weekend. A lot of it's still very true, uh, but the imagery, and for those of you on audio only, it shows Wasteland Weekend 2011, which was pretty barren overall. You know, we were all just beginning to figure out what the heck this thing was, um, what it was going to look like, um, what vehicles were going to be like, what costumes were going to be like. We had our first tribes that year. Everything was so fresh and new, but it was also really spread out. We had a lot more land per capita <laughs> back then because the event was only like 750 people, give or take. Um, so it, it is pretty wild. Whenever, whenever I look back on those early years, everything's just so wide open. Um, over the years, costumes have gotten better. We've gotten so many more vehicles. There's obviously hundreds of tribes, hundreds of tribes now compared to then, and it's just come a long way. Um, a lot of what she said is it's still true. Like it, it is an experience unlike anything else. There, there is no other festival that does this. And of course, there are pl- lots of other post-apocalypse festivals now. There. There wasn't back then. So now there's Uranium Springs and Atomic Falls and uh, Junkyard Festival and uh, so many more. So you can definitely get that experience in, in at other festivals. But this one is now, you know, it keeps remaking itself. So now it is the biggest um, post-apocalypse festival. It's not the only one anymore. So and and just by sheer numbers of people, of cars, of tribes, of of uh, the size of it, you know, Wasteland still stands out as just this insane experience that you can't quite have anywhere else. Um, and maybe it's not for everybody, but I think that Wasteland will stand as like the the poster child of waste of of post apocalypse, the post apocalypse child, the poster poster apocalypse child. <laughs> there we go. I got it. Wasteland Weekend is going to stand as the poster apocalypse child of of festivals for a long time coming. Uh, they've been at it a long time. They know what they're doing. They create a great experience for everybody. And um, everybody's welcome. And it's, it's really fun. Anyway, that's going to bring us into our first detailed, very specific video. And first up is going to be costumes. Because when you're talking about Wasteland Weekend... Number one, it's a festival. Number two, it's a post-apocalypse festival. And number three, it's costumes mandatory. And that's what makes it different than so many other things you can do. You can go to Ren Faire in your street clothes, right? Um, You can... What else do I got? I mean, you can't go to Goth Night in your street clothes. I guess you could, but it might look a little out of place. Um, It is technically allowed. But here's the thing. You cannot walk around Wasteland Weekend in your street clothes. You have to be in costume, which is why it is so important to have a costume ready to go. And so this next episode is going to help people 
to do that. Hi, I'm Shakti with How to Survive the Apocalypse at Wasteland Weekend. And I'm here to talk to you about costumes. One thing that makes Wasteland Weekend different from other themed events is that it's a completely immersive experience, which means every single attendee must be in costume the whole time. This makes you feel like you're actually in the post-apocalypse, or at least on a pretty awesome movie set. When designing your costumes, you can take inspiration from movies like Mad Max, The Book of Eli, The Road, Blood of Heroes, and Tank Girl. From video games like Fallout and Rage, or even from graphic novels like the Wasteland series. Some people like to recreate costumes from their favorite characters, while others go for something completely original. Which reminds me, there's a costume contest with prizes for best replica and best original costumes. Don't forget to be creative and try to tell a story with your costumes. Think about who you were before the bombs dropped and what's happened to you since. And don't worry, no one expects you to be in character. But you can if you want to. Never underestimate the value of leather, metal, and sports gear. And if costume making isn't really your thing, or you're strapped for some time, looking like a homeless wanderer or a scavenger is really easy. Just put on your dirtiest, most torn up clothes and make them dirtier and more torn up. And there's always great vendors selling costume gear at the event. So you can bring something basic and buy stuff to accessorize with once you get there. And if you have a cool costume tip to share, go ahead and leave a video response below. Your fellow Wastelanders will appreciate the help. Thanks for checking out Wasteland Weekend. For more information or to buy tickets, you can go to wastelandweekend.com. Okay, so now as that one rolls out, um, most of this is still true too. Uh, so there's a lot of great information in this video and it definitely helps people to uh, get ready for their first wasteland or their second or third wasteland. Um, okay, so yeah, there are a lot of people that do replica costumes, um, more in like a cosplay type of situation. Most people at Wasteland definitely do the original costume thing. And if you are going to do, you can do multiple costumes. A lot of people do that. They'll have uh, like a daytime costume and a nighttime costume. They'll play a couple different characters. Some people are members. Some people are a member of two or more tribes potentially. And so they'll actually have a costume to fit in with this tribe or that tribe. Um, and there is still costume contests, although I, I'm pretty sure there's a lot more prizes at this point. But uh, yeah, they've kept up the costume contest thing going every year uh it's always a hoot and people do a really good job um and there's also now there's a lot of like side contests there have been tribes that have hosted um what's it called uh cod piece contests so it's just specific to your cod piece which is kind of fun and if you're not familiar with cod piece it's a, a groin ornament <laughs> sometimes sometimes uh more as like um more as armor and sometimes just peripheral. It's just a little something extra. Um, look up pictures. You'll find some great Wasteland Cod pieces. Uh, actually, yeah, yeah, just do it. Just do it. You can't go wrong. Just, just know that it might be not safe for work. I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Um, what else? Yeah, you can also, there is, um, Barter Town is still a thing, and it's gotten so much bigger and better than ever before. And here's the thing. Yeah, you used to like kind of have to bring most of your costume, and you could get some accessories. Now, I mean, 
if it if it came to it, and I'm not encouraging anyone to do this, but if you showed up without a costume, there are enough vendors there. You can create an entire wardrobe, a multi-day wardrobe. They have so much stuff available in Bartertown. And the best part is it is actually outside the Wasteland City walls. So inside the walls, you absolutely 100% must be in costume. Outside the walls, um, you still 100% must be in costume. But if you, you know, if for like a minute you're out of costume, no one's going to yell at you there. It's once you get in the city, that's where it tries to be really immersive. Um, obviously, do not take this as a permission to walk around in no costume. Just... Uh, Get dressed up as soon as you get there, and if you can't, go to Bartertown, buy some new stuff, put it on, and then enjoy the rest of the festival. Okay? That all makes sense? I hope I'm not going to lead anyone astray. Um, again, your best bet is to bring your costume and accessorize or buy another one when you're there. And keep in mind, Bartertown does uh, most of its dealings in old world money, so that means dollar-dollar bills, y'all. Um, don't expect to be able to barter in Bartertown. This is a bit of a, a misnomer. Barter Town is where Wasteland puts all of its professional, actual vendors. So the people that are working for money, the people that, you know, this is their full-time job. They make costume pieces or they scavenge costume pieces and then have them available to sell. They are there to um, add to the Wasteland atmosphere and hopefully make some money doing it. They spend their entire festival manning their cart or their or their table. Um, so this isn't like playtime for them. This is this is, you know, hopefully part of their livelihood. Um, and then there are a lot of barter tables, actual barter tables around Wasteland. Now, these are unofficial vendors where they're not actually working at all for real world dollars. They just want to, you know, kind of add to the atmosphere and literally trade one thing for another. And for those, I mean, haggle like crazy. Uh, you're not going to find the same amount of like handmade goods at barter tables. You, it might be trading like, you know, this piece of junk for that piece of junk, that kind of thing. But uh, it's, it's actually really fun. And one of the things I've always wanted to do, and tell, let me know if any of you have ever done this, but I've always wanted to try to go in with something small, like a paper clip, you know, doesn't have much value now, but in the post-apocalypse, maybe it would. So I could probably um, barter for something a little bit better than a paper clip, like, uh, I don't know, a stapler, <laughs> like an old stapler. But of course, you know, that doesn't have much value to me because I'm going to run out of staples someday. So I want to trade that for something else, maybe a hammer. Uh, and anyway, just keep working my way up and see if I can barter my way to like a wasteland car or, or, or a really fancy weapon, at least, you know, you know what I'm talking about. So let me know if anyone's ever tried to do this. Cause, um, and if anyone's planning on it, let me know. Because I would love to follow you around and just see how your bartering goes. Um, oh, back to this video, of course. Uh, this one is starring a very good friend of mine, and I miss her like crazy. This is uh, Nikki Dion out of L.A. She's an actress. Um, and, of course, in this one, she's going by Shakti. She has never actually been to Wasteland. But I think she was looking pretty good. We got uh, Jared brought that, that costume for her to put on. I think she borrowed it from somebody else or maybe maybe wasteland just had it kind of sitting around for promo shots the year before anyway she put it on and um i knew that she could do the script and you know wastelanders are everywhere i didn't know enough people back then so uh, i'm so thankful she came on to record this episode with us and i think she nailed it um and of course if this is going to be your first wasteland just like it says in this video you can keep it simple you can wear 
normal clothes. Don't wear jeans. You can wear normal clothes, like the clothes you wear every day, except jeans. Don't wear jeans. Um, you know, like, like work clothes or hunting clothes or dance clothes or suits. As long as it's not jeans, don't wear jeans. <laughs> they just don't wasteland right. And there's, of course, I'm going to get yelled at for this, but there is an exception to that. But it's really hard to get there. It's one of those things. It's just like porn. You know it when you see it. And most jeans do not make the cut. You can, you can cut up your jeans and they just look like cut up jeans. You can dirty your jeans and they still just look like dirty jeans. It's too ubiquitous with modern day. So it doesn't quite fit. Besides the fact that, you know, jeans over the course of 50 years aren't gonna, they aren't gonna hold up, but your dungarees might, you know? Anyway, stay away from jeans. <laughs> That's enough of ranting about that. So yeah, you can just take kind of like, you know, people get away with cargo shorts and, and a ratty t-shirt out there and it works fine. Hopefully, you know, you're going to try to go higher than that, but there's a reason it's called Wasteland Basic because you can get away with it. You can still fit in and you know, sometimes fitting in is not standing out, if that makes sense. So if you're out there wearing like, you know, a bright orange or bright yellow t-shirt that looks way too new and uh, <clears throat> a pair of jeans, you're going to stick out. You're not going to look like you're part of it. And, um, and you know, it takes very minimum effort. You can, you can dirty these things up with actual dirt, with spray glue, with spray paint. You can use sandpaper or, um, like a, like a hole saw to make your costumes look good really fast. Anyway, um, there's plenty of, of costuming tips online. You can look at nuclear snail. You can look at my channel. There's a couple costuming hints on there that are kind of like a little bit more descriptive than, than this video. But um, overall, just looking at Wasteland Weekend videos, the highlights reels, or the three hours of Wasteland City videos, you can see a lot of inspiration in there. And I hope that you guys, um, you know, try something new or uh, just give it your all. Put in your best effort. Anyway, let's get to the next video. I'm super excited about this one. Here it is. And um, what you can't see as we start this is Miwash just peed in a cup and uh, ooh, he just took a sip. You do not want to run out of water in the desert. Greetings, I'm Yuosh with Wasteland Weekend, and I'm here to tell you how to survive the post-apocalyptic desert. Wasteland Weekend is a desert camping event, and it's a little bit different than what most people are used to. Rule one, it gets hot in the desert. During the day, temperatures can reach over 100 degrees. Rule two, it gets cold in the desert. During the night, temperatures can reach under 40 degrees. Make sure you check the latest weather before you come out. It'll be on our website. In the spirit of the post-apocalypse, there won't be a lot of on-site amenities. Wasteland Weekend will provide some porta potties and hand-washing stations, or all your little princesses. But other than that, you better bring it yourself. Make sure you bring enough food for the whole weekend, though there may be limited food available for purchase on site. And bring one to two gallons of water per person per day. One gallon purely for drinking, and another for washing up and cleaning. Shade is extremely important when you're in the middle of the desert, and we can't stress this enough. There's not a lot of trees out here, and tents do get hot. So some kind of open air shade works best. Try getting creative. Some tarps or some military camo netting. 
Wasteland Weekend is set up with a completely themed area and a general camping area. If you want to camp in a themed area, look into setting up a tribe. Also, the wind can get pretty extreme, so make sure you tie everything down and be prepared for dust! Now this might sound like a lot to focus on and remember, but it's the apocalypse, so suck it up! And hey, if you do forget something, ask around. There's always somebody wanted to barter or sell. And there's miles of great roads for ATVs, four-wheelers, and dirt bikes, so feel free to bring them. Just make sure you get your off-road permit ahead of time. Here's a quick checklist for you. Flashlight or headlamp, sunscreen, battery-powered radio, firewood, baby wipes, sunscreen, camp shower, granola bars and salty snacks, sunscreen, plastic bags, extra toilet paper, sunblock, extra sun repellent liquid, plenty of water, more than enough water, bring extra water and sunscreen, and sunblock. Thanks for checking out Wasteland Weekend. You can find more information and buy tickets at wastelandweekend.com. Oh my gosh, Miwash was so perfect for this. Uh, what a guy. I haven't seen him out there in a couple years, but I know he's been there, uh, usually hiding behind uh, a different mask. <laughs> and he also has a white costume when he wants to play a good guy. So um, most of that is still true. This is kind of like the basic setup of how to camp in the desert. The desert's not an easy place to, to camp. So, I mean, most of that stuff, some people don't know right off the bat. And even if you're used to camping, like camping has its own set of stuff. Like you have to prepare your food. You have to know how you're going to keep your, your perishables cold, whether it's a cooler or you have some kind of like a propane fridge. Um, it, it's, it's really important to know all that kind of stuff. But for this video, we're really concentrating on what's different about the desert. And of course, the hot and cold, right? So in my 10 years of going to Wasteland Weekend, I've seen it go over 100 uh, several times, and I've seen it drop to the low 50s a couple times. And in the desert, 50 is cold because it's usually kind of breezy at night, so it gets pretty frigid. And the point being, you need to be prepared for both. You have to be ready for the heat. You have to be ready for the cold. And a good idea is to make it so that your costume can be layered so that in the morning, if you get up early, you can kind of take layers off and be ready for the heat of the day. Of course, you know, for a lot of people, keeping something to cover, to cover up your arms and legs is a good idea if you don't have that base tan already. And then at night, after the sun goes down, it, it cools off really quick. So being able to throw on some layers uh, and just keep the party going is pretty important. There's been years where... It has been so cold and I've put on all my layers and it's still too cold. And I'm just like, I think I'm done for tonight, <laughs> especially if it's too windy to keep the campfires going, because sometimes they do have to ask people to not have their campfires going because it's just too windy and it becomes too dangerous. All right. So next up, um, Miwash talked about how there might be food vendors. And back then we had that one vendor. It was a taco truck from town that came in, um, you know, every day and served and it was great. Everybody loved the taco truck, but now we tend to have several vendors um, that set up on Main Street, usually outside the gates. There's the Texas Barbecue. I've been there for a few years. There's the Dinky Dive, everyone's favorite, the freaking Dinky Dive, where they actually set up, they, they create these Dinky Dive soup cans 
or dog food cans uh, with different meals in them that you can actually eat, which is fantastic. Uh, they also bring ice, and I know for 2021, they're planning to bring ice again. So you can actually buy ice from them, which is super convenient. It means you don't have to go into town. And town has, uh, I've heard rumors, I don't know this firsthand, but I've heard rumors that town has run out of ice and stuff like that before. Uh, and I'm talking about California City, which is kind of the closest place where you can get basic supplies. Uh, it's about, oh shoot, 20 minutes from site, give or take, I, I want to say. Someone will correct me, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so there's more food now. You should still bring enough food to get you through the weekend and then, or get you through the week. The event's longer now. Um, and be prepared to share with your friends. Be prepared to accept some food from your friends and just kind of be ready. You know, it, it, just like just like Burning Man, radical self-reliance, right? So you have to be prepared to take care of yourself for the week, but then be available if, you know, some gifts come your way or if you want to hit up one of the vendors and go try the Texas barbecue because they it is really good. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, there's more food now. Um, the next thing he talked about that I want to kind of update is the shade thing. Uh, in 2011, there was no public shady areas in 2012, I want to say, or 13, I forget which one, the Mushroom Cloud Lounge um, was brought by the Skullduggers and they created the first like publicly accessible shade, which was so important. They set up, I think it's two parachutes um, in like three carport structures or something like that. It's, it's, it's big. Um, you could probably fit 100 people in there, which was more than enough back then. But it, it just provided a place for people to hang out during the day. And then at night, the DJ would play and it became a dance club. And it still does that to this day. And around Wasteland, several other tribes have created shady spaces. There's the the Petro Pirates are one. Um, the Rec Room is another. Uh, you can kind of walk around. And if people are inviting you in, yeah, go ahead in. They've got a shady spot for you. And I think that's really cool that people saw a need and filled it, which is great. And the next thing I want to kind of touch on is he mentions the wind. And since 2011, we've had a haboob, which if you're not familiar with what a haboob is, it's like this massive wall of dust. Think Fury Road during the uh, initial car chase storm scene. It was kind of like that. You could actually see it coming miles away. And I think the weather service gave us like a 45 minute warning or something like that. So we knew it was coming and you saw it and it looked peaceful. It's just this, this cloud of dust out in the distance. But then once it hit, it was nonstop. It was sandblaster. It was, it was 30 to 40 miles sustained winds that just would not stop. Um, and a lot of tents go flying away. So if you're, if you're going like really basic and you're going to be in like a Coleman style tent, Put some sandbags, put some weight in each of your corners. Your The pins that it comes with, those those stakes that it comes with, those aren't enough. They, the wind will rip them out of the ground. The sand at the Wasteland Weekend site, uh, I believe it's called Wasteland Valley, by the way. It's, it has an official name. Um, it's usually pretty loose for like the first foot, and you don't get solid pack until you're at least 12 inches down. So a lot of wastelanders will either use like 12 inch railroad spikes, not railroad spikes, just spikes, or um, even better, the lag screws. You can get lag screws as long as you can get them. Get them as long as you can. If, you, if they've got 24 inch lag screws, use those. And then you use a drill and you actually drill them down into the dirt and it, it'll actually hold a little bit better. Um, but yeah, don't bring easy ups. They will fall apart. 
I don't know if there's been an easy up that has survived a regular wasteland, let alone a windy one. They're really tough to control. They're not made for the wind. They will not survive. Um, even like the professional heavy easy ups. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to last. Maybe they're professional ones, but not the, not the cheap Walmart ones. Don't bother. Anyway, I think that's about all I have to update this. Again, that was Miwash um, doing that one for us. And um, yeah, a lot of fun. So um, yeah, brush up on your camping. You're going to need your Boy Scout skills. Bring your water. And oh, we're not kidding about the sunscreen. <laughs> Bring the sunscreen. Um, especially if you don't have that base tan. You're going to need it. Um, if you are, If you have a bald head, you're going to want it up there. You already know this. Put it on your shoulders, put it on your shins, put it on your calves, put it on your elbows, put it on your fingers, put it on your nose. You're going to want that sunscreen. And uh, yeah, it is um, at least one gallon of water per person per day just for drinking. And bring a second gallon per person per day for all the other things like washing your dishes or washing up your hands or washing up your body because we're all taking horse baths out there. Um, and it does take a little bit of water and you need to be able to like, you know, rinse that soap off so you don't get sticky, sticky soap butt <laughs> and oh yeah bring uh bring like baby wipes that helps too okay enough of the um personal hygiene i don't like talking about it you guys know what to do just stay clean and um stay cleaner than you think because it used to be a weekend it used to be two nights and a day people got there on friday hung out for saturday left on sunday so not showering at wasteland was kind of an easy thing to do now it's a little bit tougher. You know, we're out there for, you know, if the tribes, the ones that are out there setting up, they're out there from Saturday through the next Sunday. So eight days. Uh, so being able to just do some basic hygiene is really important. And even if you're wearing the same costume every day, change your underwear. It is not good luck to wear the same underwear the whole time. That's, of course, if you wear underwear. <laughs> you don't have to. Okay, the next one, um, this one's a tough one for me to watch because um, it features the Padre. And um, I know I've talked about it before on this channel. Uh, the Padre passed away several years ago. Uh, I believe it was a heart attack. Um, and he was one of our first losses in Wasteland. Not the first, but just one of the first back when we could count um, our losses. Uh, you know, an event that goes on this long, it's a kind of a fact of life that we're going to lose some people. And... Um, I was very sorry the day that we lost Padre. Um, but here he is. He was one, he's a, a member of one of the first tribes um, called the Mutant Hunters, which is kind of fun because there are no mutants allowed at Wasteland, um, which is a testament to just how good they are. But they've been, they have not missed a Wasteland since 2011 as a tribe. Uh, they're so fun and. They've got a really cool thing going. They're actually a powerless camp. So a lot of us have done like the generator thing to light up their camp at night. Uh, mutant hunters have always been, uh, what do you call it? Uh, primitive. So they light, you know, like tiki's and fires and, and that kind of thing to keep the lights on at night. And I, th I think, you know, even though they're a bit of a darker corner, the fire still lights things up and they just look so cool. So yeah, go hang out with them if you get the chance. Anyway, let's get back to it. Here is the Padre. Howdy, Wastelanders. I'm the Padre with How to Survive the Apocalypse at Wasteland Weekend. And today we're going to talk about tribes. <music> tribes. 
tribes are an excellent way for you to get your compadres together and work on a common theme and be part of the wasteland atmosphere. When you arrive on site, the grounds will be split into two camping areas. One is for general camping, where anything goes. The other is the themed area, reserved for vendors, entertainers, and tribes. If you want to camp where all the action is, consider creating an official tribe with its own original theme. Some tribes are centered around a job theme, like my tribe, the Mutant Hunters, or Dukes of the Nuke, or even the Juggers. Other tribes are based on a location, like the urban tribe Road Rash, or an ethnicity, like the Fallout-inspired Roman tribe, Legio X. A few rules to remember. All tribes need to have a minimum of four members. The exterior of your camp must be 100% post-apocalyptic. That means no modern vehicles, chairs, or items that'll otherwise spoil the wasteland atmosphere. Modern essentials, such as ice chests, should be kept out of sight. But an easy and inventive way to do this would be to disguise them. One way would be to put it, say, inside an old crate. Another would be just to cover it with a piece of painter's canvas. This way it'll hide that flashy item and even add to the wasteland atmosphere. If your tribe wants a camp in the themed area, you'll need to fill out a quick form at the link below. If your camp isn't completely themed, or if you want to just do your own thing as long as it's post-apocalyptic, you're still welcome to set up camp outside the Wasteland Gates in the common camping area. Thanks for checking out Wasteland Weekend. For further information or to purchase tickets, check out our website at wastelandweekend.com. <laughs> oh man, uh, Padre was always so dedicated to character. I think he actually did spend most of Wasteland in character, which was fantastic. Um, so yeah, let's go over a couple of things. A couple things to update here. So um, tribes are now everywhere. You can be a tribe, and even then, you could be a tribe anywhere. But um, you can get now tribes are actually placed on a map ahead of time. So that's what the whole application process is, is where you're going to be placed on the map, whether it's going to be in the city or outside the city. There's actually a, an entire themed area that is outside the city gates. Now it's kind of pushing back as more and more tribes uh, are able to do the 100% theming thing. Uh, also in this, there's a, a mention and a shot of the Dukes of the Nuke, my tribe on their first year before I was a member, I was actually outside the gates in a one-year tribe called the Scribes, because we were mostly the documentarians. Um, but yeah, it's so fun to go back and see the Duke's first year, of which uh, Warchief Grimm, and by the way, if you're listening and you have a drink handy of any kind, uh, Warchief Grimm means a drink. Um, what else? Oh yeah, and, and pretty much all the other tribes mentioned in this, they're still going, they're still at it, which is pretty great. Um, I'm not sure if the number of members matters anymore for your tribe. It might. Uh, I think it's a little bit more of like a case-by-case -case basis on what you can bring. Actually, I know this for sure. The Ragstag Saloon, which was new for 2019, was a two-person tribe. They got placement. They had a absolutely incredible setup. I don't know how they did it with two people. And... Um, they were a tribe and they were allowed. So yeah, the four people, the four members doesn't matter anymore. Uh, it just matters what you're going to do with your space and, and how bad you're going to bring it. Um, let's see. The themed area is of course, 100% themed. The only thing you'll find in there out of theme should be the porta potties. 
Um, that's something Wasteland's been working on for years, is how to hide them better. But uh, I suppose that's a necessary evil, because we don't want to walk back out to Tent City just to take a pee. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think, um, you know, he, he, Padre gave a couple really good examples of ways to hide things. And, and for the most part, you can just cover up your modern stuff. If your camp is big and elaborate enough, you can have your modern grill hidden behind and probably get away with it. Um, I would suggest not just, you know, keeping your modern day vehicles out there, even if you're going to cover them with stuff, uh, that space is really valuable. And so you know, you're going to want to still park your vehicle and blah. Anyway, I don't even know why I'm talking about this. You guys know what to do. If you're in the themed area, hide your modern stuff and make sure you look like Wasteland Disneyland. Everything has to be perfect. Just make it look good. Uh, oh, and uh, he mentions the, a link below to apply to be a tribe. I'm sure that link is dead by now. Just go to wastelandweekend.com and you'll be able to apply. All right. Well, we're, we're just cruising through this, guys. What do you think is next? All right, so next up is the video that talks about all the things you can look forward to at Wasteland. And um, I know there's gonna be some major updates on this, but let's check it out. Hi, this is Rumor with How to Survive the Apocalypse at Wasteland Weekend. And I'm here to tell you about all the food, shopping, and entertainment you'll find in the Wasteland. Okay, so it's the end of the world. But that doesn't mean that we spend all of our time fighting raiders and scavenging for cans of beans. Wasteland Weekend is committed to bringing you the best in post-apocalyptic entertainment, including DJs, live bands, fire and grinder performers, theatrical acts, film screenings, a casino where the only currency is bottle caps, and so much more. Be sure to bring some cards, games, and off-roading vehicles if you need some time away from the excitement. In Bartertown, you can find the best the Wasteland has to offer in costumes, accessories, weapons, and survival supplies. Just a heads up, they only deal in pre-war money. There may be some food available on site. Maybe burritos, maybe just dog food. But you never know until you get there, so come prepared. And if you're interested in becoming a vendor at Wasteland Weekend, check out the link below. There's an incredibly modest fee to set up shop. Thank you for checking out Wasteland Weekend. You can find more information and buy tickets at wastelandweekend.com. All right, so that was Rumor. Uh, she's actually one of the first Wastelanders I met on site back in 2011, and I was so glad to involve her in this. She has an amazing appearance and a great costume, uh, and I don't know, that uh, weapon she carries around definitely has me squirming a little bit. <laughs> I think it's like, a, what is it, a cat of nine tails or something like that? It's, it, you know, it's for lashings. Rumor gives lashings, I think, uh, on request. I don't know if that's true. That's probably not true. Um, so yeah, um, back then, back in 2011, we didn't know how big, how much stuff Wasteland was going to have 10 years later. So she did mention like live bands, DJs, uh, theatrical performances, uh, Thunderdome fights, except the Thunderdome fights have only gotten bigger and better. There's now gladiator battles. There's um, uh, robot wars. What is it called? Uh, battle bots. Not battle bots, war bots, bot, battle bots. Maybe it is battle bots. Not not like the Comedy Central TV show, but like you know, real ones out there. Um, Barter Town has only gotten so much bigger and so much better. Uh, you can still go off roading, get your OHV license uh, permit, 
to do that and then you have to leave site although most people just stay on site now to be honest there's so much to do all the time and now there's so much more tribe generated entertainment which wasn't really there back then um because now there's like there's tribe missions and tribes put on shows and they host karaoke and 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 talent shows and uh dukes the nuke are going to do an open mic this year and the main stage is just popping off all night long with with bands and burlesque and jugger matches. It's just, it's endless. Keep an eye on wastelandweekend.com because they are going to start posting up like the bands that they're going to get for this year um, along with, you know, a, a schedule of official events. And then keep an eye on Wastelander Central because usually uh, uh, around, you know, a few weeks to a, a few months before the event, people will start posting up like unofficial events. So just keep an eye on it. Um, take notes of the stuff you want to do, but you're not going to be able to do everything. Maybe like one thing or two things a day, write it down so you don't miss it. But then the rest of the time, just go around and enjoy. There is so much to do. And one of my favorite things to do is just walk around and just see what kind of trouble I get into because you will always get into trouble, especially if you find yourself in Undertown or, my God, the Den. <laughs> the Den, I think, is, is Wasteland's most successful entertainment block. And what they do, they do things a little bit different. Most of Wasteland is set up as roads with most of the tribes facing the road. So, so it's, you know, it's kind of like city streets and, and then there's the tribes, but at the den, there's two passageways from the road into the middle. Now all the tribes there, they face out, but they also face in and some tribes you cannot get into except once you're inside the den. And then there is just all sorts of depraved debauchery that goes on in there. There's always some kind of like, I don't know, I don't know if it's like mud wrestling or mud boxing or naked boxing or naked mud wrestling, <laughs> something like that. And then of course, uh, everyone's favorite, the slag races, which are um, themed race cars made out of, well, vibrators and they race down a corrugated metal racetrack <laughs> and you can actually bet on which one's going to win uh with your neighbor or with the house uh, i believe the casino actually takes like real bets and has odds <laughs> or something like that my god it's a good time um just know this when you're in the den the rock is is colloquially collo coll it's locally and colloquially, it's known as the P-Rock. And there's a reason for that. And it is very on the nose. It is the P-Rock. People have been known to pee on it. Don't kiss the P-Rock. Don't sit on the P-Rock. Just pee on the P-Rock. Actually, don't. Officially, don't pee on the P-Rock. Just know that maybe other people have. <laughs> a couple of <laughs> I think I mentioned this in a Wastelander story. Recently, uh, I one time jumped on the P-Rock um, you know, I had my boots on. I was good. I jumped onto the P-Rock without touching it with my camera so I could get a good shot of the slag races. And I hear over my shoulder, hey, just so you know, I'm going to pee on this rock. <laughs> I turn around and this guy whips it out and he just pees on the P-Rock right there, right below me. Um, I can't say it's the closest I've been to a man peeing because obviously urinals are a thing, but, um, it was the most intimate time of 
having someone pee in my general direction, just one floor lower. That's the den. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, as many of you know, Wasteland Weekend is built by its tribes. Yes, absolutely. Um, but so much so by its volunteers. And volunteering happens throughout the year. The volunteers are on build crew, already going, getting at it. They are in more... Um, what should I, what, how, do I, how do I say this? More um, uh, uh, office type things? That's not right. Not office. Paperwork? They do paperwork. They set up websites. They do all sorts of things. Um, and then, of course, at the event, there's volunteers everywhere. They're, they're, they're doing security and medical and check-in. And um, they're, they're running things around. And they're working the info tire. And they're uh, ba basically, here's the thing. Wasteland Weekend is run by volunteers, mostly. Uh, and it's so important to have people volunteer. And I think it's honestly one of the best ways to experience Wasteland. I've been volunteering since 2011 um, in the video department, which is, it's been so much fun to do. And it's a great way to to um, dive in, get to know people, get involved. And um, I'm rambling on about it, but um, there's a video that'll help you learn more. And it's going to start right now. How you doing? This is Jay. And this is how to survive the apocalypse at Wasteland Weekend. And today we're going to talk about volunteering. The backbone of Wasteland Weekend is its volunteers. From performers to builders to security to the medical staff. The Wasteland is completely built And it's dry. It's fucking dry. <laughs> All right, bring it back in. The Wasteland is completely built and run by people just like you. It's a fun way to get more involved and meet some great people. Uh, plus, you get some volunteer-only benefits, like setting up camp early, a volunteer pre-party, an exclusive crew t-shirt, a free pass to the whole thing, and best of all, being part of a small Wasteland family that makes the whole thing happen. Wasteland Weekend is always looking for people of every skill level to help with such things as build crew, media, parking, boundaries and check-in, medics, security, and so many more. There are some positions that take place before, during, and after the weekend, so be sure to check them all out in the link below and find the one that's right for you. Thanks for checking out Wasteland Weekend. And you can find more information at wastelandweekend.com. I'm gonna go explore the wasteland, and we'll see you there. I love that episode. That's actually done by my best friend in the whole world. His name is, uh, well, Jay. I don't think he ever got a Wasteland name because he also has never been to Wasteland. But uh, he did come with me to, that one was called Dystopian Weekend, led by the Dystopian Slut Militia. Although I don't know if they were actually called that outside of Wasteland. They came one year and they actually ran the pit, which is the DJ area. They did a great job. Uh, I, I wish they would come back, but I know that um, something didn't line up there. I don't know what it was, so I'm not going to talk about it. But anyway, um, Dystopian Weekend was a lot of fun. It's actually a birthday party that happens to be apocalypse-themed. And for some reason, we all bought tickets that year, and we went and had a hell of a time. It actually takes place at a dry lake bed, so it kind of has that same feel as Wasteland. Anyway, um, you also get to see, when it pans out, my buddy JD, who was on the film crew in 2011. And... Um, I think a couple other years, maybe 12 and 13 as well. 
um, he was uh, such an asset for so long and I wish he would come back. So JD, if you ever listen to my podcast, come back to wasteland, man, I'll put you back on the crew. Let's do this thing. Um, okay. So yes, um, there's actually more volunteer positions than ever before. So you can check out wastelandweekend.com, um, click a couple buttons, get your way to volunteering. And around the time that this goes out, I believe volunteer applications should be up. And if it's not, it will be soon. But you can kind of sign up for a whole bunch of different things. Um, there's there's definitely a job for everybody. And if you have no idea what else to do, do build crew. Because you're going to be there from as early as you want to show up, pretty much, up until the event. And then a lot of the build crew actually stay behind and they do teardown as well. Um, there's a lot of great jobs. The camaraderie during that time is insane. For me personally, I think pre-Wasteland is actually more fun than Wasteland in a weird way, um, especially since real Wasteland for me becomes ridiculously busy. <sighs> Good times. Anyway, um, if you're interested in volunteering, go to wastelandweekend.com. There is a button there. It's pretty cool. I know that they haven't done t-shirts since 2011, um, but you do get either a free or a half price ticket. I know that they do like a 16 hour or an eight hour. Anyway, the rules are probably gonna be all different. So go check it out. You gotta do your own research on this one. Um, volunteering is amazing and there's so much to do and we need you to help. So if you're up for it, if you're up for the challenge, uncle Sam wants you. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> that wasn't even a good voice. What voice was that? That's not uncle Sam. And uncle Sam has nothing to do with wasteland. Wasteland wants you. Hey, hold on. Let me try this. You ready? 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 Hi there, everybody. Mad Max here. <laughs> I mean, uh, Mad Mike here asking you to volunteer to come and help us build a better apocalypse. That's right. You too can join the Wasteland Weekend volunteer crew, get to Wasteland early, stay late, and uh, work your ass off in the heat of the sun and the cold of the night. We're going to feed you some pretty awesomely terrible food. Give you a lot of Gatorade. Hopefully not the same one Chops got. And um, you know what? By the time the weekend's over, we're all going to know each other's names. We're going to be brothers and sisters. And we're going to have a great Wasteland weekend. So join. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Thanks for bearing with me, guys. Okay, so um, that gets us through all of like the learning how to survive the apocalypse at Wasteland weekend videos. But... We needed to do one more. And for this one, Jared donned a gas mask so that we could write it in later because we weren't ready on shoot day and he gave us this. Hey, Max Replica here. And this is how to survive the apocalypse at Wasteland Weekend. And today, we're gonna talk about what's new for 2012. great about Wasteland is that the money from your ticket purchase goes right back into the event so that we can make every year bigger and better than the last. And this year is certainly no exception. Here's just some of what's on tap for 2012. For starters, a whole extra day. That's right, we're going from three days to four. The event now starts on Thursday and goes through Sunday. We've got half a dozen live bands lined up including local underground acts and bands coming from as far away as Spain. Metal, rock, experimental noise, we've got a variety of music and they'll be performing on an all new custom stage. 
And in addition to the great DJ lineup like we had last year playing a hard-driving eclectic mix at the main stage, we've also got a separate dedicated dance pavilion created by Dystopian Studios. So for those of you who want to dance all day and into the wee hours of the night, we've got you covered. And here's Forge to tell you what the Wasteland build crew's been working on. Ah, fresh from the Outlands, I see. Well, welcome to Wasteland Weekend. This is our new command center. Anything you need to know, you can find out right here. Head on over to the trading post. Go visit Master Blaster's body shop. Get yourself a little dirtier there. And if you got nothing better to do, cruise on over to the Atomic Cafe and have a drink. Now, bugger off! The Atomic Cafe bar is all new this year, and it's gonna blow you away. It's the post-apocalyptic bar of your dreams. Welded from vintage car parts and featuring everything from automotive lighting to awnings made from car hoods. And there's room for four bartenders to work at once from multiple serving windows. So you'll always have somebody ready to give you your free drink. What? The bomb is still alive? No one told me. That's just a small taste of what's in store for you this year. We don't even have time to tell you about the film festival tent, the robot battle arena, and all the amazing things the tribes are bringing. And that's on top of all the stuff you've already come to expect, like the jugger match, fire combat, costume contests, thunderdome fights, vehicle cruises, wasteland games, burlesque dancers, and the last chance casino. Now don't forget, everything's subject to change. So while you most likely experience everything I've just mentioned and more, there's always the chance that a radiation leak or a marauder attack on our convoy forces some kind of last minute substitution. But hey, it's the Wasteland. Be ready for anything. Thanks for checking out Wasteland Weekend. You can find more information and buy tickets at wastelandweekend.com. Okay, oh my gosh. Uh, I forgot about most of that video. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of fun. Um, oh man, okay, so that was Jared. He's one of the co-owners of Wasteland hey, Weekend. you! Do you order the Carew steak with the side of roadkill? It's done! <laughs> I forgot that was there too. Oh my gosh. So that was, um, of course, Adam playing Forge. Uh, Adam's the other co-owner of Wasteland Weekend. And of course, he is quite uh, infamously, infamously, infamously known for um, always having some kind of flamethrower around. Oh, man. Just like um, the interpreter said in the last Wastelander stories, no, two Wastelanders, Wastelander stories four, um, if Adam ever asks you if you want to try something, just say yes, follow him, and it'll probably be fun. Um, okay, so there is so much to catch up on this video. I don't even know, know if I can do it in this. Um, I've gone over a bunch of new stuff earlier in this podcast, so I'm not going to rehash it, but just know that there is so much new at wasteland every year it just keeps growing and growing and growing it just the amount is insane and wasteland has reiterated the main stage twice since then they've reiterated they've created the uh theater twice since then um they've done the command center which is more more for the volunteers than for personnel but it's a great place to like get information they've reiterated that a couple times we now have medical tent and um security tent to kind of help facilitate both of those aspects. Um, did I ever mention the body shop? The body shop's grown too. It's like there's just so much stuff that's been upgraded. It's amazing. Um, and the Wasteland stage now is huge. It's got two giant flamethrowers on the top of it. It has uh, like a side go-go dancing stage. It's just so much stuff. 
I did mention that Dystopian Studios ran The Pit, which was the dance corner for 2012. That was a one-year thing, so now it's kind of back in Wasteland's hands. They just kind of run it each year for several years, actually. It was backed up. It was part... It was backstage? It was backlit? No. It was backdropped by the D stage. That is no longer true. The D stage was burned after Wasteland last year because, uh, well, it was falling apart. So that icon of the west corner, the west corner? I think, it, yeah, the southwest corner, um, southeast corner. I had it backwards. The southeast corner, it's been an anchor as part of the Waterworld section of Wasteland Weekend. It's no more, guys. I don't know if you know this. I don't know what's going to take its place. Um, there will still, of course, be a pit. It'll just be backdropped by something else. Um, and let's see. I think that's about it. Oh, the other thing is um, this video says that they were going to extend it a day by going Thursday to Sunday. Wasteland for several years has been Wednesday to Sunday. So it's a five-day event. Although, to be quite honest, not much happens on Sunday. There's the uh, Sunday sermon done by Brother Testify. But... Um, but that's about it. That's about all that happens on Sunday. Most people are packing up and trying to get out of there because, well, uh, back to the real world on Monday. So anyway, that's about that. Um, I do have one more video, which was the update for the next year or maybe uh, 2014 or something like that. Uh, and I'm going to play that right now and just see all the new stuff that happened within just a couple years. Here it is. Hey guys, this is Ferris Oxide at the Wasteland Construction Yard. Where we're making things bigger and better for Wasteland Weekend. Here's a preview of some of the new stuff you're gonna see at Wasteland Weekend 2013. We've doubled the size of the event this year, and while Wasteland City is still our theme centerpiece, we now have various theme-oriented camping zones. So if you've got a themed vehicle, park it at Rolling Thunder. Just crawled out of a fallout shelter? Camp out in the nuclear winter zone. And if you just got there and it's your first time at Wasteland, make some new friends in Tent City. This year, we have an all-new Wasteland body shop where you can get a post-apocalyptic makeover. Plus, we have an expanded movie theater where you can view all of your Wasteland favorites. And you can hide out from the fallout at the new Mushroom Cloud Lounge. And of course, we've got fire performers, post-apocalyptic tournaments, car cruises, and all the usual mayhem. <laughs> Not to mention DJ spinning at the dance pit and the all-new Wasteland stage. And there's a lot more we can't show you yet. So for the latest info and to purchase tickets, go to wastelandweekend.com. See you in the wasteland. <laughs> what in the world? Holy crap. And that was, of course, uh, Wes, also known as Smash from the Gladiators, uh, with the tire on his head at the end there, being a goofball. Um, man, you know what's crazy about this 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 episode is just, for me personally, how far my filmmaking came. So I was trying to keep the same the same like feel. Uh, of course, this one was so much more higher energy, and and the filmmaking's better. I mean, of course, there's there's a lot more B roll and a lot more stuff to work with here. 
And it doesn't hurt that in this case, I was able to use uh, several Wastelanders to do the video and everyone got their lines. And a lot of them are gonna be familiar faces for you guys because they've been Wasteland regulars forever, including then Tri co-owner, the third owner of Wasteland Weekend, Carl Bartoszynski, who goes by Ferris Oxide in this one. Um, back then it was the three, the three guys, um, Adam, Jared, and Carl, all working to build Wasteland. Uh, Carl has since stepped down. He does still go every year, though. He has a, a booth in um, Bartertown, and he's got some of the coolest costume stuff there. So definitely go visit him. It's just uh, Carl KB, Carl, Bar Carl Bartoszynski, Carl Bart Studios, Wares, something like that. Um, but yeah, you can always find him there. So um, also, it doesn't hurt the energy of this one that Wasteland Weekend unofficial house band attack did the background music well i guess they didn't do the background music i stole their music to put in the background um with permission of course uh and of course that was uh tim cottage of attack in the video as well so there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff going on here they premiered the stage they premiered the original movie theater uh it since has moved into a much larger and air-conditioned tent uh so that it can run during the day as well and what else? There's so much new stuff. Again, we saw the the, um, the Mushroom Cloud Lounge, which was the first publicly accessible shady spot, and it was tribe run, which is really great. Now there's there's all sorts of tribes doing like come on in, whether it's a courtyard or a lounge or or a bar or whatever whatever it may be. So yeah, it's it's kind of crazy because wasteland every year does this to us they're just like new stuff new stuff new stuff and the tribes bring so much new stuff there's always more to do um yeah i don't really have a whole lot to talk about on this one because i i think at this point you guys just need to come if you haven't come and if you have been before it's time to go again because we didn't get our two, 2020 event it didn't happen uh COVID hit us and that's where we're at so I think 2021 is going to have to make up for it. That's just my personal opinion. I know the Dukes of the Nuke, we're we're going to we're going to make up for it. We're going to have a good time. We are going to hit it hard. We're going to party. We're going to entertain people. We're doing that open mic. It's going to be the Dukes of the Nuke USO show. So if you're interested in doing like a song or a dance or a comedy routine, make sure you come by our um our tribe space, our camp and figure out we're going to set up the rules on how to sign up. I'm not sure what it's going to be yet. We're going to keep it really simple. We're going to set up, we're going to set up one mic, maybe two and one amplifier. It's going to be really simple. It's going to be like so ridiculously wasteland. Um, but you guys can come and we can basically entertain us, entertain the Dukes and earn the favor of the Dukes. Um, and, uh, of course all the privileges that come with that, which is mostly, uh, I don't know. That's it. The, the privileges are the favor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we basically just want you guys to come entertain us. Uh, and we're going to try to set that up a little bit before sunset. So before the main stage goes, um, starts getting loud. Um, but after the major heat of the day is done, that's when it's going to be. So just come on by. Uh, I, I'm sure it's going to be a good time because some people are already saying they've got something for us. So it should be fun. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this little trip back through the series, How to Survive the Apocalypse at Wasteland Weekend. I know I sure did. And this series, you know, people over the years have told me that it's been very helpful. And the people that are in them have told me that uh, it turned them into like Wasteland celebrities, which is kind of fun. Like uh, Miwash 
in 2012 was like, yeah, everybody knows me. It's amazing. And Padre said the same thing. And of course, everyone already knows Rosie because she plays one of the elite guards and she, she's always out front. Um, but it was really cool because, you know, this, this was the first time people get to see Wastelanders and hear from Wastelanders outside of the event um, in, in, in a, an official capacity, like actually speaking for the event. So I hope that not only that series, I hope that that series helped you. I hope it continues to help you. I hope this show helps you. And um, of course, the Apocalypse Post does, uh, we do a ton of like, like just talking about the event, not and not just Wasteland Weekend, but all the different events and all the different post-apocalypse stuff out there. I hope it's helpful for you. And I hope you keep coming back. Um, if you enjoy the content, consider signing up on my Patreon. It's just patreon.com backslash, no, not backslash. The Swede told me this. It's just a slash. Backslash goes the other way. So patreon.com slash the apocalypse post where you can sign up for as little as a dollar and you'll get to see or hear every episode early and just know that you're helping me do this so that someday I don't need to have this ridiculous full-time job that's more than full-time. It's like 60 hours a week, which is way more than I ever want to work in my life, but I'm actually having fun. So don't worry about me. Um, But yeah, if you want to help support, go there shop in my shop, buy the hats when they're available. They should be, I mean, they're available now. I just need to get them on the store, but I don't have pictures of them yet. They're coming. Um, and then other than that, just share my stuff, subscribe and, and let me know what you want to hear. Give me some feedback. I don't care. Just anything to, you know, stroke my, my little wastelander ego into creating more stuff for you. Anything will help. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in again. Um, Keep an ear out. There will be plenty more coming. It might not be next week, but it will be soon. And um, I appreciate and love all of you. And um, that's about it. So if you liked this episode, send it to your friends. And if you hated it, send it to your enemies in a way too long, drawn out video that explains too much detail, but not enough information. It wasn't funny. I know. But I didn't write this episode. It was live. These were my thoughts. I didn't write a single thing down. Which is unusual. But I think it makes for good stuff. Anyway, I'll see you next time, survivors. Stay alive. Ten days